Round one, go. And it's round one. This is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon. Doug and Marty versus the world. In Spokane. In Spokane. Like coming from Spokane. So we're down here at the Spokane Arena. We're getting ready to do something. I don't know what. Marty got me up at like five in the morning and dragged me down here. What are we doing down here, Marty? We are here for the Rule of Law Day Rally. That's the Rule of Law Day Rally. They're having it at, at city halls and, and county courthouses all across the state. But our good friend Matt Shea over here and the, the Libertarians and Republicans are saying, enough is enough, Jay Inslee. Open up the state for business. And since we uh, love the state, you grew up over here, I grew up in Grand Coulee, we want to um, bless our friends and be here and take part in it. So that's why we're here. So, you know... One of the things that's been going on lately is this video by these two doctors, right? So they, they um, did, did you see that? I did see it. And of course, being 13 years in healthcare, my wife's been a nurse for 30 years. We know this stuff. But to hear, once again, these two doctors are talking about the facts, the actual facts of the death rate, the contamination rate, and what's being done. And none of it actually, uh, none of it actually allows or uh, uh, makes uh, room for shutting down businesses. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And what they're saying is what we're actually doing by staying home and staying confined is we're actually hurting our immune systems. We're actually going to be able to be more exposed to corona and whatever, everything else when we go back out in public versus staying in public and building up those antibodies and actually confining the sick and not the, the healthy. So very good, very timely. Of course, they're trying to pull it down left and right, but they're telling the truth. And, and they reminded my wife and I that, oh, yeah, what are we thinking? We're listening to the government who has no background in medicine tell us what, what we should do about our health. Yeah. So uh, the, th the fact that even if it's like up for debate, OK, so let's do a video that, that refutes this yeah. and put it up there and, and bring it for today. But, but no, we don't want any debate. We want to shut down the debate. So if you're Governor Inslee and you just say, we're following the science, we're following the science, we're following the, and let's say, what is the science behind it? And then he's not, he's not saying anything. And so this is one of those things where, um, why are you, why are you trying to silence them rather than refute them? We've seen this now for about five or six years. You and I have been talking about this on our show about the cancel culture. Anything they don't align with their viewpoint, the leftist socialist viewpoint, then they shut you down. They yell at you. They call you all kinds of names and so forth. The idea here, we've seen it even when their side on the science, they said that climate science is settled science. Science is never settled. Science, the whole idea of science is to test it, trial, Try something different and see if it works, right? It's hypothesis and test and proven. Now, it is never settled. Yet they say climate science, climate change is settled. This, right now we're talking about following the science. Like you said, no metrics, no measurables, no actual science involved. We understand we want to be safe, but we should open up the state and allow businesses to make smart choices to protect their own clients and customers and have a free market approach to it, which is a much better approach, which is what the doctors were saying. Right. And so um, this idea that, um, you know, as I, I posted on Facebook the other day, if you probably saw it, the Babylon Bee thing that said, scientists that got nothing right for the last three or four weeks are now telling us exactly what's going to happen in the next hundred years. So, you know, we're uh, the, the models, right? Remember, uh, what was it? Two, three weeks ago, President Trump says, OK, this is it. The next couple of weeks are going to be really, really bad. And what were the next couple of weeks like? Nothing. There was, you know, a slight increase maybe in the New York area. But then we say, we hear these reports that they're basically, if you write COVID-19 on the 
death certificate, we're going to give the funeral home more money. Right. Uh, across the board, a lot of hospitals were getting paid to, if you have a patient that died of heart disease and they had uh, high blood pressure and uh, diabetes and you name it, and COVID-19, they died of COVID-19 because they got paid for that diagnosis. This is wrong. It's inflating the numbers. Like you said, they started off saying that oh, 2 million people may die. And then it was like, if we do everything possible, only a million will die. And yet we're talking about less than a normal flu season. And they're saying it's because we flattened the curve. That is total BS. I think it's actually going to make it worse in the long run. You've destroyed businesses. You increased the, the, the spousal abuse the, 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 uh, at home. You've you increased uh, um, suicides. You increased drug addictions. The, the alternate effect of people not having a job, not working, not being out in public is going to be disastrous. So we need to keep them praying, but we actually have to open Open up right now. This is why we're here today, to say it's time to open things up, do so safely, trust the people of Washington, trust the people of the United States to do the right thing and not have government mandate what they're supposed to do. Yeah, that's exactly right. Well, the thing I don't like, Marty, is the way we keep moving the goalposts, right? What we were supposed to do was we were supposed to all stay home for a couple of weeks, right. maybe two, three weeks or whatever, and then we were going to flatten the curve so that the hospitals would not get overwhelmed. Well, the hospitals have not been overwhelmed. And the curve is officially flat, and yet we're still locked down, and they can't tell us why. Why do you suppose that is? Well, it, to your point, too, some hospitals were busy, right? You wonder about that, but other hospitals were furloughing nurses, furloughing doctors, not enough work, and the focus was taken off of other cases that needed cancer, heart disease, that kind of stuff, to focus only on COVID-19. And the reason, and the question you ask is why? I don't know. Unless there's a malicious intent here, which there might be, uh, you can't believe that someone could be so bumbling to screw this up and destroy the economy because of this thing. So that's what I'm thinking. Well, uh, you know, there's about, I don't know, what are you going to guesstimate? Maybe a thousand people here right now? Yeah. So uh, they're, they've got flags. They've got, uh, some of them even have my favorite hat, the mega hat on. And some people uh, have, they have signs. There's, there's kids here. John, John Wayne uh, Lee is here, yep. and uh, you know he was saying to us before we went on the air that this reminded him of uh, somewhere in Korea, I believe. Hey, John, how's it going? Good. So I just want to give a quick testimony of what's going on in North Korea. Under all the past regimes in North Korea, everyone has no right to be outside. The government treats you like you're a common criminal. You're a convict. The government in North Korea will tell you, you, go to, you can go outside when we tell you to. You go to the bathroom when I tell you to. You eat when I tell you to. So that's how it works in North Korea. And this is what Jay Inslee is doing right now. And we're not going to turn our America into North Korea. We want our freedom. Like our founding father. Don't let them take our freedom. <laughs> uh, what do you really think, John? Uh, but no, I mean, he's, he's, he's right, right? He's right. Absolutely right, of course. That's why we love John. Love everybody here. It's why we're here together, right? The idea is we have to speak out. This is how we make change, though. Not just a protest, but showing up and voting. That's why these elections are so... I, we always say this election is the most important election of our lifetime. This one really is. At this point in time, when government has taken the power to shut everybody down, shut down economy, shut down families, shut down churches across our state and across this nation, they've gone too far. The bottom line is we've allowed them to take this much power. They've got to push back. It is the power of the people. So, come on in. What's your name? Brent Peterson. So Brent, Brent, why are you here? Well, I own three small businesses and none of them are making any money. We're going down the tubes. We do have a business called Cole's Coffee in Spokane Valley. We are opening on Monday inside seating. Come and get me if you want. 
but we will we will take follow the guidelines it's same as home depot lowe's all of these other stores that are open we will follow those guidelines but we will open yeah, so I mean, why if if you can go to the if you can go to the grocery store, you can go to do the drive-through, whatever, right? Yeah, we waited to the fourth, and now if it's not on, we are done waiting, and it's time to open up. And if they won't let us, we will open anyways. They cannot stop us. That's what I'm I'm trying to figure out is are we going to be able to just get people to open? My business is open. There has to be a wave of people to open up and say, like our our friend here, come and get me. The idea here, this is not right. The bottom line is the government says we know better than you. We don't trust you to do the right thing. We as people should trust our local business owners to do the right thing, to protect our customers. They have to. They are much more innovative and quicker to adapt to being safe than the government is, by far, right? Well, when the line, when the when we arched arch down flat and there's, we're safe and it still can't go, it's not the virus anymore, it's political. Okay, so you don't support the governor then? Absolutely not. Do you got a pick out of the, the, I'm assuming you're a Republican. Yes. Anybody you like? Oh, there's people up there I like, but... Uh, you like Tim Iman? Or yeah, or? Tim Iman, sure, he's a good guy. T- we got Tim, we got, we got Lauren Culp, we got yes. uh, Phil Fortunato, yeah. Josh, for anybody's better, right? Anybody's better. Anybody but Inslee. Well, it's, it's beyond all, it's beyond common sense. So we have to do something. I mean, <laughs> what? Spokane is safe. It is safe here. So do you think people should get out and vote? Absolutely, you have to vote. Voting is what it's all about. Right. This this is because now last year was it last year or two years ago we voted sweeping powers. Yes. To the, to the governor, yeah. right? Which they said, oh, we'll never use. Powers. We, we gave them increased emergency powers. And, of course, we pushed back and fought against it. Both the majorities in both houses, Democrat, voted for it to give the governor more powers. It will never be used in case of a natural disaster or emergency. And yet, lo and behold, we have an emergency that we can use to test this, these powers on. It is wrong. Yeah, so the thing I'm obviously concerned with is because they said it was supposed to be a 30-day thing. That's max. And then you have to have the leadership of both parties so that's that's on uh, jt wilcox and who's the mark Schessler, right from the uh, republicans have to sign off to extend it so that the governor cannot arbitrarily do that or they have to have a special session so do you expect to see a special session i do i know that they're going to yeah call a man but they have to now they're going to find a way to tax people more and, and put more burdens on businesses that are already struggling already going out of business to to pay for the the deficit that they want to spend it's, it's going to be scary. Well, I mean, we already have an income tax if you count the B&O tax, right? I mean, right. B&O is, yep. it's right off the top. You don't you don't get to deduct anything. It's it's off your top line revenue. Right. And, uh, you know, my business is a service business, so I pay a, a higher B&O tax. So now what we want to do, they want to do is they want to bring an income tax onto every yep. person, right? How do you feel about that? Well, that's what they're, they're there's only one way to pay it back. The government can't pay it back themselves. The people have to pay it back. So yeah, we're in a pretty tough situation where it comes to taxes because that's what pays our bills. Right, well maybe we could cut expenses. Maybe we could, maybe we could lay, how about if we had all the government workers get furloughed? Absolutely. You know, how about if the school teachers got furloughed? We're gonna close the schools. Yes, yeah. They're still getting paid, how do you feel about that? I don't, I disagree with that. 
Yeah, I mean, if we're the, all it, in this together, we should all be in this together, right? Across the board, and it would be end a lot faster if public sector employees would actually be hurting as well for this shutdown, right? Well, you got the teachers union yeah. is big contributor, right, to political candidates. Yep. So if they said, okay, we're going to furlough teachers, teachers are not going to get paid, that then the union would get involved, and guess what? This thing would be over. But because the public sector is still getting paid, yep. So to, to our business owner here, I know. What about if we said we froze all, you know, all, all business taxes for six months and allowed you to hire employees back to get this economy going again? That's the right idea, right? Well, unfortunately, we were going to have to do that because yeah. it's not free money. It just doesn't grow on trees. It has to come from somewhere. So that's definitely what they're going to have to do. And we got put in this position and it just continues to carry on. It could, could, we could get, we need to get back to work so that we our businesses don't die yeah i i agree well we're down here at the uh, spokane arena doug and marty and uh thank you for taking your time to talk to us and uh the crowd is increasing uh social distancing is uh you know kind of optional and uh we're gonna be uh hanging out and hopefully talking to some more people that's right after the break here doug and marty versus the world this is doug bassler and marty mcclendon we'll be right back Now you can have that slimmer, stronger, sexier government that you've always wanted. Get rid of that unwanted bureaucratic flab and feel Washington like you never have before. It's Marty McClendon for Lieutenant Governor. Marty McClendon will be Washington's personal trainer for a better administration. More muscle and less fat. That's what you want, right? Marty will keep a watchful eye on both sides of the aisle for you. This time, vote Marty McClendon for Lieutenant Governor. For our government to work the way it was intended, citizens from all walks of life must volunteer to run for elected offices. But how do you begin? EasyPoliticalCampaigns.com can help. You'll receive expert help to navigate your campaign and communicate your message. From candidate filing to voters' pamphlet statements, fundraising, and social media, you'll find what you need to run an effective and affordable campaign. EasyPoliticalCampaigns.com. The road to victory starts here. This is Claire. Claire has a great business, and she wanted to advertise on YouTube, but she didn't know how. It was all so confusing. Setting up an account, choosing keywords and demographics, and she didn't know how to make a video. <gasps> then Claire discovered the secret to great YouTube ads. The experts at EasyYouTubeAds.com took care of all the details, from account setup and management to producing her video ads. Now Claire's friends all want to know how she got so smart. EasyYouTubeAds.com. No experience necessary. And it's round two. This is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon, Doug and Marty versus the world. Still down here in uh, Spokane. It's a, it's, it's a May Day thing. And it's, uh, what, what do you call it again? It's the rule of law day. We're out here basically trying to open up business, telling Inslee and the Democrat majority to open business back up in the state of Washington. Well, I'm, I'm kind of proud of Marty by, because he's not usually a rule guy. So it's kind of neat to <laughs> have him down here. So I have, we have a small business owner, and uh, she wants to tell us a little bit about her story, about what's been going on. And one of the reasons why we're down here today is to say enough's enough. So tell us your name. My name's Carolyn. Hi, Carolyn. So you said you, you have uh, some business? Yes, we have a small business in, um, in the Spokane Valley. 
and um, we were taking care of a customer that had started their process before the coronavirus started and we were installing granite countertops and we got a call the next day from the Department of Labor Compliance officer left a message on my phone and then we had to go back and do the backsplash and then we got a call from the Sheriff's Department on Monday morning wanted to know what so, we were doing okay so what uh, did they, did they threaten you how what do they say um, they just told us to read uh, well the the police department asked me what we were doing and we told them and he was they were they didn't really go after us at that point and then the compliance officer just said that we had to read Inslee's law okay so last time I checked the governor doesn't make law, he executes law. So uh, I think it's the state legislature that makes state laws, is that right? right? The state legislature makes laws, writes laws, Inslee signs off on them. They've given him the executive powers though, especially last time around. So he's using his executive powers now to shut people down and actually way overstep his boundaries. He's uh, violated the constitution. So our small business owner here, right, is hurt. Yeah, so what do you think the solution is? Work. <laughs> I like that. Carolyn, thank you. He's crazy. We have families to feed. We have business to run. We care about our country, and evidently, he doesn't. So, yeah, bills to pay. Now, the government and Inslee thinks you don't know, that you don't know enough, that you don't trust the people to do the right thing. We trust small business owners like yourself to be safe with your customers. Don't you? Don't you think you have smart enough to actually open it? Yes. But the sad thing is, Spokane has only lost, what, about 30 people? And it's it's a cold basically, and it's the I'm in that risk factor. I'm going to be 61. I do have asthma, and I have had some lung issues. But you can't live in fear, and and you can't lock people up like we're communists. It's it's you can't. You gotta have faith and and trust, and and take your vitamins, eat your healthy foods, and keep your body strong. Yeah, get out and exercise. In the bottom line. And breathe fresh air. <laughs> it's nice and fresh today. As it feels we, great. Yep. As we mentioned earlier, the sunshine kills viruses. Come on. <laughs> no, nothing, nothing. Well, thank you guys. And um, I'm just so angry about this whole situation. Well, I'm glad to see you here. Thank you for, uh-huh. thank you for talking to us. And take care of small business. Yeah, we America, certainly do. You're the heart of America. Uh-oh, there's trouble. Uh, Here comes trouble. Come State on, Representative Matt. Matt Shea just walked up to us, and Fantastic. he's looking all here. spiffy. Spiffy? You're looking spiffy. spiffy. No ties today, though. Are we? Yeah, we're in Spokane. No ties. No ties in Spokane. You kidding me? How are you guys doing? It's great to see you here, Marty and Doug. Thanks, you guys are awesome. It's my wife, Victoria. Victoria. Hi, Victoria. Nice to meet you. Thanks for shaking my hand, by the way. That was great. So, no, no social distancing. <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on today, Matt? You, you told us to come over here to the west side. There's a bunch of people here. What's going on? So we've got uh, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people here who are sick and tired of the unconstitutional actions of Jay Inslee. Um, he's acting in an arbitrary and capricious manner by saying some businesses are essential and others are not. Let's give some examples of that. So you can keep the churches closed and the gun stores closed but on the other side of it then all of a sudden you can allow the abortion clinics and the pot shops open that doesn't make a lot of sense and in fact in constitutional law you can't pick and choose like that you have to treat everybody equally and the question isn't which businesses are essential the question is what can open safely and right now we're seeing a lot of business owners out here that are going to 
uh, plan on opening on Monday uh, and open safely on Monday. And I think we've had enough of the tyranny. We've had enough of the uh, lack of reasoning and this confusion that seems to be in the governor's face during every press conference. It's, it's weird. He's like, doesn't know what's going on. And over here in eastern Washington, we just have a better appreciation of our rights than some of the folks, I think, in downtown Seattle. So um, if you say the word science a lot, does that make you scientific? Uh, no, it does not. Actually, science is a method. It's just a method. And in fact, the science is showing now that while this situation is real, nobody's questioning that, what is also real is that for the vast majority of people, COVID-19 is a low risk. That's what the science is saying right now. Two doctors in California talked about this, and then suddenly they're censored on YouTube. So you got you to understand that if they're starting to censor people that are putting the truth out, there must be another agenda at foot. And I think that's why there's so many people here today standing in solidarity. Up. I agree. Now, Matt, isn't there a fundamental difference, though, when you have big government leftist Democrats that say that they think more, they know what's better for you than you do, and whereas Republican conservatives say, you know, we trust small business and, and families to do what's right in their own way, find innovative ways to actually open up and actually do business to protect their customers, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, look at keep your immune system up and wash your hands. You should do that anyway, right? And and the fact of the matter is that flu seasons come and go as well. And we don't have this massive panic. We don't have this massive uh, attempt to completely eviscerate our rights during a flu season. We just need to be Americans again. And the gr my greatest message today is we just need to unshackle the American spirit. Government, this is the solution. We don't need more task forces. We don't need more study groups. We don't need any more press conferences. Just get out of the way of the American people. Get out of the way of our entrepreneurs and you will see this take off and America return to its proper standing. Because right now there's a lot of enemies in the world. They're taking advantage of this situation and Governor Inslee's exacerbating that. And uh, it's reprehensible in my book. So uh, it's kind of proven now that nobody under 18 is at risk at all. So what about the school closures? Exactly. And oh, by the way, there's a positive on this. A lot of people became homeschoolers overnight. Fantastic. There's a lot of great online schools like Freedom Project Education and a whole bunch of other ones. People should be taking their kids out of public school, getting them an education either online or through private schools that are still operating online. And again, continue to be Americans. That's what this is about, very simply. And with the public schools closing, some people are asking the question, is this really warranted like you just asked? And it really doesn't seem to be based on the science, but here we go with science again. Yeah, uh, facts and science, that's, you know, if you say it enough, then it's like you are a scientist, right, Marty? <laughs> it's kind of messy. Just don't mess with that. Just, just say science and we're good to go, right? It's, say science, like Bill Nye, the science guy who's, act, who's an actor and not but a scientist. We've been told as conservatives that we don't care about people, right? We, we want to open up and we care more about money than we do about people's health. Now, that is the farthest thing from the truth. When, when you have uh, like domestic violence going through the roof, when you have suicides going through the roof, when people aren't engaged, when their immune system actually gets dropped by staying at home, you would think that they're trying to make us more sick. What do you think? Yeah. Well, the lockdown, according to a lot of people that I'm hearing from, is actually becoming more detrimental to people's health and lives right now. But it's also, in, in, again, be, becoming more detrimental to our Constitution and our constitutionally protected rights. And look, you, it is the burden of government to prove the case. They have to have a compelling interest. That means they've got to prove their case. And they have to use the least burdensome measures to achieve their goal, which is not happening right now by any objective standard. 
So again, we get back to that great document, the Constitution, which was written in emergencies for emergencies and cannot be eviscerated because of emergencies. We just need to recur to fundamental principles. As Article 1, Section 32 says, we'll be a lot better off. Okay, one last question. Yeah. I know you're busy. <laughs> Releasing felons from prison. Okay, that thing you're doing, don't do that anymore. Don't, don't do that? Don't do that. Right? What is that? Don't, don't, don't do that. Don't don't go. Don't, don't kill pilly, Don't kill people. Don't rape people. Well, don't don't make it so the Green River Killer is one vote away from going on the streets. Okay, that is a slap in the face to every victim out there, and we should expect the people that are convicted by a jury of their peers should be the ones in jail, and people that are standing up for their rights aren't the ones being threatened with fines. Very simple. Yep. State Representative Matt Shea. Thank you. Guys. Thank you. Good to see him. We are in an economic warfare, and at the same time, what, what is the last thing you want to do when you're fighting an economic battle against China and other countries with America? Is shut down your small business, shut down your big business, shut down jobs, shut down your economic engine, allows you to supply and feed and support and fight the battle. It is absolutely the opposite thing we should be doing. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's aiding and abetting America's enemies. Yes, that's exactly right. You know, And so if we have enemies in the office aiding and abetting our enemies, they should be removed from office. That's what we're saying. So it's kind of like um, this thing that came out this week um, about the FBI, right? You take somebody who's a defending America, who has fought to defend America, right. and, when, and, and you, you invent, you come up with a crime, or you come up with a way, you, we've got to get this guy. Uh, we have to get this guy. The, the, the thing is, is they made a plan. You know, the, 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 the departments that we're supposed to trust, the utmost trust, the, that, that we trust with ethics to enforce the law, actually are breaking the law to get somebody for a political agenda. That is the worst thing that could ever happen. And it, we lose trust in the system, we lose trust in the agency, and we lose trust in the people working there. And that's not right. And there's a lot of really good people, but the people at the top have ruined it for us all. And, and ruined the trust. We have to restore it. So probably the smartest thing that we could have done even if it was by accident, was elect Donald Trump to be the president because he is the top as far as the executive branch, the law enforcement branch. Do you think that's going to work out for us? I know it is already. I know it's turbulent because people, when, when someone's drowning, they get, they, they get frantic. When things are being exposed, they want to cover it up. This, we talk about the deep state and all that kind of stuff, but we're seeing what it is. When you have the, the top brass of the DOJ and the FBI in collusion with the political campaign on the Democrat left, and it's being exposed, they're fighting like crazy, you know, and they won't stop it. So we have to keep pressing. And yes, I think Donald Trump is the right answer. I think re-election him will help expose more of this and clean it up. But any wound you have, it is hurtful to clean it out and debride it, get all the gunk out before it can heal. That's what we have to do. Get all the gunk out and then expose it, get it some sunlight to it so it can heal. So maybe what the Lord is doing is, is just allowing all this stuff. I mean, we don't like it. I don't like it. It's kind of, you know, it's like the it's like the comprehensive sex ed thing, right? It's like, ooh, this is gross. This is really what they want and maybe get it out in the open so we can we can deal with it. I think in some ways you're right. We've been saying and fighting against this is what the Democrats are doing. But when they go that far, Everybody wakes up. We don't want that. Yeah. Well, this is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon. Doug and Marty versus the world. Be right back. Now you can have that slimmer, stronger, sexier government that you've always wanted. Get rid of that unwanted bureaucratic flab and feel Washington like you never have before. It's Marty McClendon for Lieutenant Governor. Marty McClendon will be Washington's personal trainer for a better administration. More muscle and less fat. That's what you want, right? Marty will keep a watchful eye on both sides of the aisle for you. 
This time, vote Marty McClendon for Lieutenant Governor. When you want to take your business to the next level, nothing drives traffic and increases sales like TV advertising. And EasyTVSpots.com is your best choice for high quality, effective TV ads. Contact us today to learn how easy it is to reach thousands of your ideal prospects with targeted, addressable TV. Grow your sales, revenue, and profit the easy way with EasyTVSpots.com. Broadcast, cable, and online TV made easy. This is Claire. Claire has a great business, and she wanted to advertise on YouTube, but she didn't know how. It was all so confusing. Setting up an account, choosing keywords and demographics, and she didn't know how to make a video. <sighs> then Claire discovered the secret to great YouTube ads. The experts at EasyYouTubeAds.com took care of all the details, from account setup and management to producing her video ads. Now Claire's friends all want to know how she got so smart. EasyYouTubeAds.com. No experience necessary. For our government to work the way it was intended, citizens from all walks of life must volunteer to run for elected offices. But how do you begin? EasyPoliticalCampaigns.com can help. You'll receive expert help to navigate your campaign and communicate your message. From candidate filing to voters' pamphlet statements, fundraising, and social media, you'll find what you need to run an effective and affordable campaign. EasyPoliticalCampaigns.com. The road to victory starts here. All right, it's uh, round three, Doug and Marty versus the world. This is Doug Bassler. And still Marty McClendon over here in Spokane. Yeah. You know, it's it's so fun to get over to the other side of the state where, you know, freedom reigns. Uh, the, the right side of the street, you know, <laughs> many would say. Although I live on the left side in Fox Island. I love it. We grew up over here, both you and I, you Spokane Valley, me over in Grand Coulee Dam. But it is... The sun's out, the clouds are out, the flags are out, people are patriotic. They're out here to protest peacefully to say it's time to open things up. I think it's fantastic that we're here. I think that people all have this great attitude. They're just, you know, they're not angry, they're just frustrated. You know, they know that what's being done to them is not proper, it's not legal, it's not constitutional, and it's time to put the people first again in the state. So, um, you know, you, you and I, we've experienced several people, small business people, as we've been here, some on, on the air interviewing with us, yep. others not, but still telling us they're going to open. Yeah. They're going to open on Monday. They're going to open and they're daring the, the, the government to come and do. Wh where's the church? Yeah, the church should be out and gate. Of course, a lot, many of the churches are, are sending food and they're praying, and I get it. But in the community, they should be supporting local business. The, the engines that they ask to give to the church to do good works, that economic engine is being shut down arbitrarily. And many, many small businesses, friends of ours, have had to shut their doors. They've been in business for 15 years and will no longer be in business. They had employees that had to buy their houses, now are unemployment. And this is causing, they're saying, up to a million people to be on unemployment in the state of Washington. That is crazy. That is, that's really not good. Um, how about church meetings, though? What do you think about church meetings? I mean, should we be doing that? Should churches be saying, hey, we're going to meet? The bottom line is churches should meet. The each church should have the responsibility to watch out for their own members and say, this is our policy we put in place to make sure you're safe and we're following the law, but we need to meet. It is good for our soul to get together. It's good for our spirit. It is good for the community to get out and be involved with people. It's also good for our immune system to be around people to build an immune system up. Oh. Yeah, I mean, you can have hand sanitizer, you can have distancing or whatever, just the same as, you know, I mean, if, if, if the 
quality food company can be open, if the if Safeway can be open, if Walmart and the pot shot and the abortion clinic can be open, why can't the church be open? Exactly right. The bottom line is, is we've never in the history of man had a, had a virus pick and choose where it can go. I'm going to go to uh, a, not, not a Home Depot or a Costco, but I will go to a church or to a fishing hole. That is preposterous. There's no science ever that would support that. So uh, Jay Inslee caved, obviously, to the fishing, the fishing protests. What about this? I mean, we've got all these people. We've got, you know, literally thousands of people around us uh, marching here in Spokane right now. And is he going to listen to this? Is he going to listen to the businesses? Or what do you think? Is he just a, too much of a, he's become too much of a tyrant? I think eventually he will have to. The more people say, look, I respect you, but we're going to open up. We're going to do so safely. And the more we can do that in mass, you can't stop us. So I think, yeah, eventually he's going to give in. Okay, good. So we've got to show up. We've got to be there. We've got to do it. So uh, I know this guy over here, he's got a, uh, an insight on the agricultural industry. So tell, can you tell me, you work in the agricultural industry, right? Yes, sir. Okay, so um, give me an insight. Tell me, show me, tell me what's going on. I think you just said you were down Tri-City area. Y- yes, I was. Uh, what, what's going on in agriculture right now because they have all the restaurants closed or even potentially at 25% of capacity, what they've done is they've destroyed all the markets uh, for French fries, uh, you know, baked potatoes, and that's uh, 30% of that market. So you have farms, you know, that are dumping storage potatoes from last year or giving them away, and uh, it's really hurting our industry. So that they're literally just destroying food. Because there is no end user with the shutdown, the processing plants and everything else, you know, they've destroyed the market. So when the market's gone, there's no, you know, there's nothing for the processors to do with them. So what they do is just destroy the crop. And so uh, that also affects uh, future crops as well? Yes, that will uh, hurt the market, no demand. Uh, so, you know, they're going to cut back on planted acres. Everybody's seen on the news where they're dumping milk. Uh, you know, the school milk program is a large end user of the dairy product. So we have a surplus of milk and uh, no place to go with any of these products. So do you feel like there's a real threat here or do you feel like this is a political ploy? I think it's all political. I personally don't know anybody that has had uh, COVID-19. And uh, I cover four states out here in the Pacific Northwest. Okay, and so what do you think their their end game is? What are they trying to do here? I think they're trying to destroy the economy until November. That's what I think they're trying to do. So if if you were just a rank and file person here, um, do you think we should ever elect a Democrat to anything? I wouldn't. I mean, that's my personal beliefs. But uh, what we're creating now is they're giving more incentive for people to stay at home. So even when they do turn turn the economy loose again, a lot of people are going to have no desire to go back to work because they're making more money sitting at home under all these new programs they've come out with. And that's just a shame. You know, I've uh, heard it said that... um, Psychologists say that a, a man, a person, will go insane without meaningful work in their life. And, you know, this is an attempt to, you know, coerce the population into, a, you know, a purposeless life. What do you think about that? I mean, that's crazy, right? It is to me, but there's, there's always a large 
you know, everybody votes their pocketbook. And uh, if you're better off sitting at home because you're a recipient of taxpayer funds, you're not going to want to become a taxpayer. Does the government have enough money to pay everybody off, Marty? <laughs> do they? Do you think the government's, I mean, they're going to have to come up with some more money. How are they going to get that? Either they print it and they don't exist or take it from us. And of course, there's only a limited supply that we have, especially when we're not working. Well, I mean, that the state of Washington can't print money. So where are they going to get it? Yeah, borrow from the federal government who borrows them from China, right? And get more and more debt. <laughs> Well, I mean, China's shut down too. They can't, you know, that we're not buying their stuff. No. They're not buying our stuff. I mean, this is a, I think it's kind of unsustainable. It's very much unsustainable. We know that and they know that. So it's a matter of like, how long can they shut us down to, to for political gains and then restore it to the place where they can take credit for it. And we don't want that. We want people to put the people first. Yeah, well, well, this is uh, taking another uh, turn here. Ah, so actually we are going to the courthouse to the county courthouse rather than the city hall. So now we're marching through the desert. You know, Marty, if you were really spiritual, you could tell these stones to become bread, brother. That's right. But I, I you know, I live off of every word that comes out of the mouth of God, right? <laughs> oh, so I guess that makes me the devil. <laughs> no, brother, come on. So, you know, um, I'm just curious what you think about uh, Tara Reid and this whole Joe Biden thing, man. That's, that's the, I, you know, I mean, we, I know we're talking yeah, about this, but. Yeah, yeah. We know um, that we, the, the old saying is the Democrats, if they had standards at all, they'd be double standards. But the idea, idea here, though, is such a hullabaloo for anybody on the Republican side of things. Um, they must be a saint and then crucified for it. On the left, they go, oh, we believe him. What about happened to the Me Too movement? What happened to the whole idea of we believe her no matter what? We have credible sources for her and nothing, nothing. Yeah, so so now you're you're referring again to Brett Kavanaugh's yes. uh, confirmation hearing. So, do you see any uh, parallel between the Brett Kavanaugh confirmation and the Joe Biden, uh, you know, run for the Democratic nomination for president? Uh, no. Uh, first of all, Brett Kavanaugh never did it. Every one of the ones that accused him recanted later, told said they were lying, made out this was purely a political hit. At the time, he was not given his due diligence, was not given the, the, the um, innocence right until proven guilty. And here, he's, he's innocent no matter what, right? I believe Joe Biden. You know, I, I'm looking at these videos, right? And, you know, Joe we, Biden. We believe he doesn't remember. <laughs> he's like, well, he can't remember why he's in the podium talking to the people either. I think he said he, said he was running for Senate, right? Yeah. Um, but, you know, you see these videos of him and he's obviously pawing, you know, these young women and sniffing their hair and stuff. It's like, Come on, you really feel like it's a, it's a, I mean, how do you feel? I, I feel like it's not a stretch that he would sexually assault somebody. I mean, I'm telling you, this is a, an, a ridiculous time when you have, everybody's like, we've got to believe the women when it's Brett Kavanaugh as a Supreme Court justice, because that's all about a conservative being on the bench. Or do we have to, um, you know, just believe Joe Biden because he's a Democrat? We need to talk about this. I forgot about this. The Department of Health for the state of Washington came out with involuntary quarantine paperwork. So they can basically say, hey, we're going to quarantine you against your own will. This is scary stuff. Yeah, so we have a couple of minutes. What, what do you think about that? Yeah, but for government should not have the power to do that. Bottom line is, this is scary. And your First Amendment, your Second Amendment, before, all your amendment rights are gone. Basically, you're in a dictatorship if someone can put you away against your will. 
there are rare cases where if you are a harm to yourself, is 24-hour hold or 72-hour hold. If you are having mental issues, you can be held against your will with a family member's permission. But this is not that. It's if someone thinks you might be sick, they want to confine you in your own home, they can do it. It's wrong. Yeah, and there's an escalating... I looked at the paperwork yeah. that you uh, emailed me yesterday, and there's this escalation. Like, if you think they're going to comply, you can do this. Yes. And then you've got step two that can... It gets, it gets increasingly onerous, but step three is, like, arrest? Yeah, step three is arrest. When we're, when we're releasing prisoners now, um, because we don't want them to get sick, and yet we're saying people that if you get sick and you want to go out, or, or even if you have symptoms, we can arrest you, it doesn't make any sense. So these are the things that are, this is the reason why Marty and I are actually down here in the, um, in the um, uh, May Day Parade, I guess you would call, I don't know what we are. We're down here, we're protesting. The protesting, the protesters are protesting us. We're protesting this. We're gonna be back after the break. This is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon, Doug and Marty versus the world from Spokane. Now you can have that slimmer, stronger, sexier government that you've always wanted. Get rid of that unwanted bureaucratic flab and feel Washington like you never have before. It's Marty McClendon for Lieutenant Governor. Marty McClendon will be Washington's personal trainer for a better administration. More muscle and less fat. That's what you want, right? Marty will keep a watchful eye on both sides of the aisle for you. This time, vote Marty McClendon for Lieutenant Governor. This is Claire. Claire has a great business, and she wanted to advertise on YouTube, but she didn't know how. It was all so confusing. Setting up an account, choosing keywords and demographics, and she didn't know how to make a video. <sighs> then Claire discovered the secret to great YouTube ads. The experts at EasyYouTubeAds.com took care of all the details, from account setup and management to producing her video ads. Now Claire's friends all want to know how she got so smart. EasyYouTubeAds.com. No experience necessary. For our government to work the way it was intended, citizens from all walks of life must volunteer to run for elected offices. But how do you begin? EasyPoliticalCampaigns.com can help. You'll receive expert help to navigate your campaign and communicate your message. From candidate filing to voters' pamphlet statements, fundraising, and social media, you'll find what you need to run an effective and affordable campaign. EasyPoliticalCampaigns.com. The road to victory starts here. Now you can have that slimmer, stronger, sexier government that you've always wanted. Get rid of that unwanted bureaucratic flab and feel Washington like you never have before. It's Marty McClendon for Lieutenant Governor. Marty McClendon will be Washington's personal trainer for a better administration. More muscle and less fat. That's what you want, right? Marty will keep a watchful eye on both sides of the aisle for you. This time, vote Marty McClendon for Lieutenant Governor. All right, four bells. That's the saddest sound in radio. It is the fourth and final round of Doug and Marty versus the world. This is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon. So good to have you. So uh, we just finished up the rally here at the uh, Spokane County Courthouse. Mm -hmm. And uh, Marty, uh, there was these two young guys yes. there. Uh, yes, I was blown away. Probably the, if it wasn't the best, it was one of the best speeches. There were the two of them. 
they say the future is bright. We talked about the next generation. We just met the next generation. So let's make sure we talk to our, our guests here. So I did, I, I rounded them up. Their mom said it was okay, okay. that we interview them. Right. So let's go ahead and get your names again. Micah, baby. And I'm Hunter. Okay, so you guys uh, homeschooled or what? Yes, we're both home. Yes, we're both home. Okay, th now that's a good reason why the schools are shut down, so more people can discover homeschooling. But um, what, why, why did you guys decide to come out here today? Uh, I guess the first reason was because we were asked to, but the second would be it's because it's something that we feel strongly about, and it's been popular in the news lately. And if, well, as Ronald Reagan said, if we don't defend our rights, then no one will. So, okay. How about you? Well, it was a chance to stand for our rights, and uh, we decided to take it. Okay, so um, I'm, you guys extensively quoted uh, founding documents, speeches by the founding fathers. What, what prompted that? Uh, last year, I'm in a Christian speech and debate organization, so last year I used Patrick Henry's speech as the basis for one of my speeches, and so when I was asked to talk today regarding liberty and freedom, I figured there's no better person to use than Patrick Henry. Okay, so why? Why Patrick Henry? Uh, because he took a stand for what he knew was right, even though he faced heavy persecution from Great Britain and fellow countrymen for giving that speech. And that speech turned Virginia, right? Yeah, that speech was definitely a tipping point in the American Revolution. Okay, so uh, how did you pick your, your documents that you were speaking from? Well, we are going through a history class of uh, the American Revolution, and I really liked uh, Thomas Paine's common sense. It kind of like moved people off the fence to either become a patriot. Do a lot of people your age read common sense? No. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> well, we just... They're too busy doing other things like video games and sports. So, so why, why were you guys doing that? I mean, is it like gripping literature or something? Uh, both of us do love reading. So, um, and you guys are friends, brothers, what? We're brothers. brothers. Okay, so you're white, he's black, but you're brothers, that's cool. And uh, you're kind of like Christian guys too? Yes, we are. I am a Christian and my brother is as well. And so when did, when did the anointing to preach come on you? Uh, to speak at the rally? Just in general, bro. <laughs> uh, well, I guess the last couple of years I've been in a Christian speech and debate organization, and that's kind of really been a big foundation just to kind of form and hone speech and debate skills in order to defend my faith and rights as well. And I just love that, Marty, the way he, he tied the, the founding documents and then moved to, to the Bible and to, you know, faith. Well, with our founding documents, it was, that's the way it was tied. Our founding documents were based on the Bible. They were all people of men of faith, knowing that they were risking their life and fortune. I love how you, you guys, both of you spoke with passion. Come from your parents, come from growing up, and I appreciate that. But where do you see that in culture now? Where do you see uh, um, examples where people are stepping out in faith and boldness anymore? This is exciting. It drew us in. We're, we're old men now, and yet we're like, yes, this is what we've been talking about for years, and you are the generation. You, th you see that lighting up, you see your uh, friends that you uh, hang out with looking for people of boldness. Do you know, do you uh, guys know Matt Shea or? Uh, yes, we do know Matt Shea. So you support him? Yes. Why? Uh, because he knows what he stands for and he's not ashamed to do it. He's got, he's got courage, right? right yes, courage. Do, do people like courage, right? Yes, they like courage. Well, and I think you guys have courage too, and so we just want to, you know, honor you guys for that. We, we're glad to see you do it. I've youth pastor for years, and I'm just always excited to see young people step up and and be bold about their faith. And so, just want to encourage you guys. Anything you want to just say to the listeners? 
um, I would say find good role models for you for yourself and then try to follow them. Okay. Uh, I think my family and I watched a movie recently that was called Come What May, and the main message of that movie was doing the right thing no matter what the cost is always right, come what may. It's awesome. Um, I almost feel like you guys should like ask people to get saved right now or something. That's really cool. Thanks for, for taking the time to talk to us today. Uh, God bless you guys. Looking for great things from you in the future. Thank you for having us. Thank you. All right. Well, Marty, that... Uh, that that blows me away. I don't know about you. How how you feel? I'm I'm blown away. I'm blessed. We went to church. We went to heaven. This is what we're talking about. It's like restoration of this nation starts right here with the young people too. I felt like the exact same thing. I felt like, oh, dude, they can't shut down church. We're having church right now. Right. Amen. So, um, what uh, what else? We saw that we saw the pastor from uh, Central Oregon. Um, we did. We saw the pastor from Marble uh, here in Washington as well. Uh, uh, a very boisterous Holy Spirit anointed. I'm, I'm telling you, this guy was anointed. But talking about pastors, get engaged, support them, get out there, fight for liberty. We're in a battle, and we are in a battle for the, in this nation and restoring God to everything we, we took him from. I think it's fantastic. So um, I guess we're supposed to be walking back. Yes. Shall we? Shall we start walking? We should walk. And we can walk and talk. So did you want to talk about? Uh, we, we were talking about the, uh, the the quarantine thing and and some of that. Did you want to revisit any of that or? We, you know, we got about five minutes left. Okay. Uh, look at that. That guy's taking a picture of the Inslee sticker on the <laughs> ground. The bottom line here is that every speech we heard, we even heard from a doctor today at the rally talking about it's his right to his patients to treat them. And his patients are suffering because of the shutdown. Patients are suffering for the, uh, they are actually worse. He said the actual, uh, what we're doing, the shutdown is making the disease worse. He goes, right now, he goes, what we're doing is not treating it. We actually have um, things that we could do to, to lessen it. And we're not even allowed. It's not even FDA approved. So uh, that was amazing to me. And of course, the, the crowd they're saying look we have a right to work we have a right to, to um, support, support our family and right now the governor has overstepped with the legislature as well saying you, you can't do it so they're opening up recognizing the Constitution as a supreme law and honoring God in the process to support their family and their community you know uh, the thing that really struck me today was the the plaster, pastor from Marble when he was saying that he had been recruited by Bill Ayers yes. as a young communist and that what we're seeing right now and this is what I've been saying to you privately and not on the air but this is it yes. this is the move to strip America of the the Bill of Rights right. this is the this is the the thing and pastors are afraid and elected officials are afraid everybody's walking in this this spirit of fear and I, I think that's what what this whole thing was about with Matt and everybody was that we've got you know how do you how do you overcome fear yes absolutely how do you overcome fear and, and it was boldness every one of them said no, they recognized what the problem is they identified where we're being oppressed and, and the fact that we've all been staying home is, one was out of respect then is out of fear and we, we every one of them to a person man woman and child said we will fear fear no more we'll, we'll stand in faith we'll stand in truth we'll stand in liberty so that, I, i'm super excited super encouraged and super pumped aren't you Oh, yeah. You know, I, I, I was wondering, is it really worth getting up at five in the morning and driving across the state in order to be part of this? But now I feel like I've been part of something really historic. I agree. I think it absolutely will go down in history for us, at least. And those young people we saw there, there was something that shifted there. I felt it. Um, I'm glad we came. I really am. I feel blessed.
Yeah, so if, uh, you know, for the average listener, the average pastor that is, that is um, basically, you know, listening to the show today, um, we, we want to encourage you. We want you to feel like, you know what, you're, you know, that's what the, the thing that, that Matt, Matt Shea was saying at the end there, and hopefully I can bring some of this re- these recordings back uh, and, and air them, yes. but, you know, we're not alone. You're not alone. And it's when they, you know, and that's what tyranny and, and police state stuff is, if they can isolate you, yep. right? They can isolate you and, and threaten you. They can take us down one at a time, but it's a heck of a lot more difficult to take down a couple of thousand people like we're here today. Exactly right. Of course, the contrast there, as we know, is we're hearing these slogans, uh, alone together and whatever. No, we're not alone. We are together. We're one nation under God. I love it. Well, it's exciting to me to see people uh, willing to come out. Um, You know, I'm sorry, but I don't think I was six foot away from (laughs) anybody. You know, it was kind of it was kind of shoulder to shoulder. It was kind of, and um, and I think that's that's another problem too. Because if if a whole bunch of us don't get COVID nineteen and die, then that's another indictment, right? But but I like what what the Vietnamese uh, lady yes. said when she said, you know, well, it was supposed to be fourteen days. It was supposed to be four, and now it's been many weeks, and now they want to do many more weeks. <laughs> and this is uh, uh, devastating to the economy, devastating to the individual, devastating to the family, devastating to education. I, you know, what are we gonna do, Marty? Bottom line is we have civil disobedience. We follow the Constitution. We honor God. We love our neighbor by supporting those that are struggling right now. We do that first. It's the golden rule. But we have to restore this nation. We have to change these elections. We have to hold them accountable. We got to push back in this way, and we got to restore the rule of law, which is the whole idea of today as well: restoring uh, the rule of law that's one nation under God. In Jesus' name. Okay. So. Um Tomorrow, uh, Sunday, uh, I'm going to go ahead and have church on the street again down at Ruston Point in Tacoma. And so anybody that happens to be on the western side of Washington, come on down. Just look for my red pickup in the PA system. I don't think you'll have any problem hearing it. We're going to be playing music. We're going to be worshiping openly and boldly. And if if the buildings are closed, heaven is still open, bro. Heaven's still open. open, eh? And... uh, uh, you know we've got to keep the keep emailing the governor keep emailing your state reps t- talk to your pastors encourage people to have courage if 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 we don't stand now in this day uh this is actually kind of easy this isn't you know this isn't a a, a full-on police state lockdown no it's not and that's why now is the time to respond now is the time to, to use all legal remedies and the idea here is to when we support our neighbors we go out we we find innovative ways to be safe at the same time as getting things back to work back to the economy back to health uh, we know this and it shows our kids that we're willing to fight for something fight for their future fight for freedom fight for the, the lasting legacy of this great nation that we live in yeah, you know, uh, another thing, uh, when we had the medical doctor come up there and he was talking about the masks, you know, and I keep, I've been saying it's a placebo, right? I, I kind of, I, it's kind of my word, right? right? It's a fake thing that tries to sort of make you feel better about yourself. It's not real. He said 97% of the particulates get through homemade masks unless you have a filtering system 
in there. You have a filter in there. And he says, and how many of you know how to properly handle a filter that's been contaminated? He's like, not many. And he says he sees people in the stores and they're touching their face because they're adjusting their mask and they're touching all the product. The stuff is like, it's like literally worse. It's literally worse. Yeah. And so, you know, this type of thing, I did do a Facebook Live. Uh, I would encourage people to go go look at my uh, page, Doug Bassler, and find me on Facebook. Watch the rally. I recorded most of the speeches, and you're going to be amazed. But these are the days when we can uh, we can make a difference. These are the days when we can actually act with courage. And that's 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 my story. I'm sticking to. Well, that's it for today. We're going to see you next time. This is Doug Bassler and Marty McClendon. Doug and Marty versus the world. Bye bye. Um.